December, traditionally, has been a bit of a downtime for our sport. With the cross-country season all wrapped up and the best of the indoor season starting in January, it's really the perfect time to take stock of the past year. Now, on this week's show, we're joined by two people who can really look back with pride when reflecting on the past season and the past year. Evan Esslink, he's the Canadian cross-country bronze medalist. He talks about moving across the country to join the BC Endurance Project, and he'll also share some really serious goals. But first, Charlotte Prouse, she's a steepler from London, Ontario, who took ninth at NCAA Cross, and she recently came within a second of the Canadian indoor 5,000 meter record. The secret to the fast times just may be in the waffles. You're definitely going to want to stick around to see just what we're talking about. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile, on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. Twenty eighteen has been a year for Charlotte Prouse, winning silver in the steeple at NCAA's, getting a bronze at Canadian Nationals in the same event, she was in the perfect position to capitalize on that fitness heading into the cross country season. And she did just that, taking ninth at NCAA's and helping her team, the New Mexico Lobos, capture the runner up title. Shortly after that, it was off to Boston to run an indoor 5,000 where she ran 15.26, less than a second off the national indoor record, and a brand new personal best for her. We caught up with Charlotte earlier this week. Alright, so since the last time that we talked, which really wasn't all that long ago, you've you've had one exciting, exciting uh, season for sure. Um... I guess let's let's start with the NCAA championships uh, and cross country this year. This was your your last kick of the can as as far as cross country goes. Uh, you end up coming in, you know, in the top ten. Uh, the Lobos end end up going second. The the runner up. That's a, that's a really great a couple of really really great results. Uh, I mean, let's let's start with the season. How how did the season go? You know, did everything go to plan? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. You know, um, we opened up kind of differently this year, just with how Wisconsin was, um, the national course. So with the Nutty Comb invite and pre-net kind of turning into two different races, it was definitely different opening up at such a big meet. And I think for myself, it kind of takes me a little bit to get going in the season. So, um, I didn't run too great the second race we had, but um, I think the nice thing with UNM, you always know you're going to be ready to go when it mattered and just trusting in that. So, yeah, conference went pretty well, and then regionals was just, you know, getting the business done. And then nationals, I was just, I felt pretty much the fittest I'd ever felt and um, was just really excited, actually, just to race and put myself in it. And um, I was not in the best spot with about 4K to go. Um, one of my friends on the team like jokingly talked about after the race how she was really worried but um, yeah very thankful that um, it went well and I was really wanted to finish top 10 this year and get a low score in for the team and um, you know we can't complain with second place Colorado was unbelievable on that day so um, we ran our best race of the season that day and um yeah, it was really exciting again to come back with those girls and um, have a good result again. And you can never complain with um, having your team be on the podium, especially with how deep every team was this year. You know, New Mexico is when when I think of New Mexico, I think of you know this this really warm, beautiful sort of place. Uh, and then you have Wisconsin on the other hand, which is mm-hmm. well, it's it's not New Mexico, I guess you could say. However, you know, you come from the Great White North and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say that the, the conditions in Wisconsin really played, um, you know, as far as your strengths and weaknesses go? Um, yeah, it definitely was different than what we've had. But yeah, like you said, I'm really thankful for growing up with off the cross country being always freezing cold. I can remember Sudbury and that was, you know, snowing and cold and you know, I've run in London, Ontario, which gets just bombarded with snow pretty much every winter. So um, I was I was pretty used to going, you know, through the snow. And I was it was almost funny just walking out of the bus and seeing it all. And I actually really, really enjoyed it. So it was good. And the footing wasn't too bad. You know, we put in a little bit of longer spikes and it was okay. 
you know, with the, this whole running sport, it doesn't seem like they're, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of attention to go around, uh, if that makes sense. However, I would say that, that your team is, is one of those teams that was, you know, under the spotlight pretty much all season. You know, people were, were talking about them, were, were hyping them up, that that sort of stuff. What what was it like to be, you know, kind of under the microscope like that this season? Um, you know, it's definitely a lot of pressure, I think. Um, you know, we really wanted to do well, but at the same time, we um, we didn't really go into it much different than last year. I think we knew that um, it was going to be really, really hard to be in that top four, and I think that was also something that was probably good about us not running great at the beginning of the season with, you know, we got beat by Boise and uh, Colorado and weren't really running great as a one through five. And I think for us, it really showed us that we needed to, you know, do the work and do all the little things and, you know, really show up on the day. And um, I think that's one nice thing is that we don't really talk about it much as a team. And we kind of all know that we need to do what we need to do and, you know, whatever ranking or whatever is saying certain things about us or about the other team at the end of the day like we know we that that shouldn't be something that affects us and I think um you know thankfully the coaches don't really care too much about it either so it's kind of um it's a nice little fit of that but um yeah it's been good and like the coaches separate a lot of us in our workouts so I think they've kind of figured out how to get um, the girls who need to work out a little bit differently to have what they need instead and not have people, you know, racing each other. And um, that's one thing that's been really beneficial for me um, being here is that, you know, me and knows what I need to do in comparison to, you know, what Wayne and I need to do. So um, that's been something that's been really nice for me. You know, being being a runner, it's so easy to be caught up in that uh... I guess, you know, it's, it's not just an act, but almost a culture and getting caught up in that culture. Um, you know, you guys had, had coverage on, on things like, like flow track, obviously, but, you know, also on, you know, house of run and, and that sort of, sort of stuff as well too, you know, how, you know, as a team, how, like, do you guys just completely block everything out, uh, stay within your own bubble or do you guys, you know, like read through that sort of stuff, go on the message boards, that, that sort of stuff? Um, you know, I think each person's probably a little bit different, but I, I think, um, for myself, like I try and stay off that stuff as much as possible and kind of just know that what someone says on the internet about you at the end of the day has no impact on, um, how you are unless you let it get to you. And I think that's something I've really tried to work on is kind of just tuning out what people are saying and knowing that if I'm being the best person and the best runner and the best teammate that I can be, that you know, no one else can say something on the internet that that's going to change that. You know, what, one of my favorite clips coming out of NCAA weekend was uh, was your coach at a, at a press conference, and somehow the the whole conversation mm-hmm. about a waffle maker uh, came up, and and your name was definitely attached to that. Perhaps you can give some some context and uh, explain <laughs> the significance of the waffle maker. Yeah, so I guess so. I kind of asked Joe before. Um, they've seen, like, I think one of my Instagram videos from, um, I think regionals or conference, not sure, but I bring this to like one size, like it makes one smaller one, um, waffle maker. And so I make a bunch of waffles in the morning and, um, I can't eat gluten. So the restaurant, like hotels, um, don't really like when I use my own batter in their waffle maker, even though. It doesn't really have anything in it that would affect anyone. But, you know, I just thought it was easier. And sometimes we have races super early, and um, it kind of just takes away the stress of, you know, having to go down to breakfast and, you know, trying to find something that I can eat. And so I just started bringing my own waffle maker, and the girls will bring their mix if they want to, and I have mine. And, um, yeah, a few of us will make them in the room um, before the race, and it's been it's been good, and I mean, I love waffles, so there's no complaints from me. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the the woes of being a a foodie as well as a as a traveling runner too, I guess. 
Um, you know, yes. you, you you wrapped up your season, uh, you know, your cross country season, but you weren't quite done yet. Uh, you went out to Boston and you ran a race there. Now you came within a second of the Canadian indoor record, uh, which was also set on that track as well too. You kind of seem to have um, some some mixed feelings about it. Um, I guess t- talk about that race a little bit. Um, yeah, um, it was kind of just a race to get in an indoor national standard. I didn't do BU last year and didn't end up qualifying individually to nationals, which was kind of a bummer. And uh, Jimmy and Joe and the coaches kind of just wanted to see where our fitness was at. And it was going to be a good race and a good opportunity to run quick and knock out a qualifier before taking some time off. So, um, yeah, it went really well, and I think I was more just bummed because I had no idea what the record was. And I mean, I'd like to think if I did, maybe I would have dove across the line. But hmm. at the end of the day, I ran, um, you know, a pretty good time, and um, it was a big PR for me. So I can't really complain about that. And I'm sure I'll have another crack at it, um, hopefully at indoor nationals, and you know, in a couple of years' time as well. So. It was a little bit bittersweet, but I was also just really excited with, you know, running the time that I did, so I couldn't complain too much. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, how how much do the records mean to you, really? Um, so, last year, I ran, I think, 16 flat at the Husky meet, and I wasn't super happy with that, but um, I didn't run a 5K in outdoors, so that was my PR going into it, so it was a pretty big one. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, that, that Boston track is, I mean, like up, up here in Canada, a whole bunch of youth sport teams will, will send down a bunch of teams down there. And of course, you know, just, just watching the results of the meets there, it, it just seems like there's really, really fast times, uh, that go on there. What is it about that track? Do you think, do you, do you think it's anything special? Um, it was definitely one of the nicest indoor tracks that I've, you know, been to, you know, I ran at Dempsey my first years and that was a super nice place to run. But I think just the way the track is like people are there and they're like right on the outside of the track. Like people were lined up, um, you know, right on the like sides and it was just a really good atmosphere as well. And, um, I haven't run on an indoor 200 meter track in quite a while. So I think, um, the energy and just, I don't know what it was, but it was just, it was, it was really fun. And I think everyone knew, that they were there to kind of give it a shot and see where they were at. It wasn't about winning a title. It was, or like anything like that. It was just about, you know, going out there and seeing what, you know, everyone could do. You know, take a look at uh, your Twitter at Sharpros for those interested. Um, it says that you are, are taking a little bit of downtime right now. What's, what's the whole schedule like? Uh, you know, when are you expected to, you know, get back and, and try and work yourself into race shape again? Yeah. So I took, um, about a week off of running and, um, just slowly building back into, you know, running full mileage again. We'll probably take it pretty slow. I met with Jimmy, um, this week before I head home on Sunday and, um, we both decided that it was probably best that I just kind of, um, take a slow build back into it and not rush anything. And, um, it's going to be a long season to, you know, to hopefully the world champs in the summertime in October and, um, you know, we've gotten a national qualifier and indoors, so we don't really need to be ramping it up too much right now. So it's been nice to kind of just run when I want to run and run as far as I want to run and not really have to worry about workouts too much when I'm home and trying to figure all that stuff out with the snow. So it's been good. You know, we, we talked in the in the summer, but since then, you know, a whole bunch of stuff has, has happened in uh, your main event, the the 3,000-meter steeple. Um, you know, Regan Yee uh, ran one of the fastest, fastest Canadian times ever. Uh, Jess Furlan is, it looks like she, she's back. She, she ran a good couple races uh, over in Europe as well, too. You know, as uh, I, would, I would have to think that, that you're a real fan of the event as well, too. What, what was the rest of the summer like for you? Yeah, it was good. It was definitely really hard to not, you know, end up racing at Pan Ams and, you know, finding out that no one from Canada was in the women's race. I think that was, um, you know, a bit difficult to deal with just because, you know, it was in our home country and 
Um, you know, I live an hour and a half, two hours from Toronto, and I would have loved to have had that opportunity to represent Canada um, on the home uh, soil again. But I think it's just exciting to see, you know, then the results of the girls heading over to Europe and how every, how fast everything is going. And just it means that when we get to this summer where the trials are for world champs, that it's going to be a, a strong race. And that just means that we're probably going to run faster. And that means that there won't be any more of that worry of um, making the time standard or not at nationals. Yeah, I mean... You make a really good point about about NACAX. There's there's been a lot of discussion uh, about its its role as a meet. Um, you know, obviously the standards were set to be that um, you know similar to you know something like a World Championships or an Olympics. When NACAC has always kind of been viewed as as more of a developmental meet uh, by perhaps myself I'm guilty of that for sure I mean where, where do you think something like that fits in like do you think that that could have served as a really useful opportunity for for athletes kind of on the come up right now yeah for sure I think any opportunity when you put on you know a Canadian singlet it's going to feel different than any other moment so I think just having more opportunity to do that is super important so when you know it's your time to hopefully you know get into a final at a big meet or something like that you've you've had that feeling of preparing and having someone who's not just from your country or it's just a meet where you want to run fast it's about a lot of other things like putting on a putting on the canadian singlet and going through that warm-up and that staging and everything like that i think um you know i'm very fortunate that i've had the opportunities in the past but um i think for a lot of people like you can never do it too many times and it negatively hurt you. So I think it, it definitely was something I was upset to miss, but at the end of the day, it allowed me to, you know, take some time off and slowly build into cross country. So, um, I can't complain too much. Well, you've, you've already mentioned a, a couple of your, your goals for the next year, including world championships. What, uh, what, what else can we, we expect to see from you in this, in this upcoming year? Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely my big goal. And, um, I think just for now is to, you know, stay healthy and keep running and keep doing what I love to do and hopefully represent New Mexico well and indoor and, and into outdoor and then, you know, come back home or go to Europe and race and, uh, see what happens. So I think just staying healthy and, you know, continuing to enjoy it. And, um, usually that helps with running fast too. So. Well, you've had, uh, you know, a great string of health and, uh, you know, a great string of results as well, too. It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, congratulations on, on a great season and a great race. And, you know, thanks, thanks so much for, for being on the show this week, Charlotte. Yeah, thank you for having me. Evan Esselink was doing pretty well for himself. He is a national 10,000-meter champion. He'd represented Canada at both World Cross and the World Half Marathon Championships. But this summer, he came to the terms with the fact that he needed a change. So he went to go check out Richard Lee's group in Vancouver, the BC Endurance Project. And he liked it so much, he decided to stay. Now, a few months later, he was back in Ontario, and that saw him win bronze at the National Cross Country Championships in Kingston, which really sets him up nicely for a big 2019. We talked about all that earlier this week. So let's start uh, a couple weeks ago. It was uh, it was back on the Fort Henry Hill for the National Cross Country Championships, and uh, that that race was was pretty special. The senior men's race was pretty special. There was a lot of guys who have made a lot of news over the past, uh, you know, months and and over the last year as well too. You're not one of those guys, but what I saw that day was someone who came in super focused and. You know, as cliched as it sounds, you just kind of ran your own race, and uh, and the results that came from it were uh, were pretty apparent as well too. You know, let, let's talk about that race a little bit. What were the goals going in, and uh, and how was it executed? Yeah, so the training's been going really well. Um, our, you know, Luke is uh, Luke Brochet. If people don't know, he he won last year. Um, so being able to train with the previous year's champ, you kind of. Um, uh, he he's had a, lot, a big influence on me since I've been here um, in a in a great way. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess I guess the same before. I 
I built, I started my build really late um, for cross country. Uh, it's kind of like almost a lot of it was just residual fitness from over the years. Um, but had like a few pretty good workouts. Um, my The two weeks before, I guess, when I started to taper, that second week before I was having like really good workout or a couple of really good workouts and they were um, pretty honest, but nothing crazy. Um, so I, I knew kind of where I was at. Um, Luke at that time and a couple weeks before was working out better than according to, to Rich, um, my new coach, better than he was even last year. And he kind of said like at the end of one workout we had, um, and I had a good workout. He said, you know, don't worry about Luke. He's probably more fit than he was last year. And, and you're probably where he was at last year. So it, if it didn't take me that too long to get there, I was pretty confident in myself. Um, I, I knew that he was going to make it an honest race from the start, um, in Kingston, uh, just like last year. Um, and I knew that, you know, like going to nationals, I mean, it, it, it should be everyone's goal, but you know, my, my goal was, was to win. And I knew it would be really hard. I think, you know, I figured, man, just seeing how Luke's working out, it would I'd have to catch him um, probably like on an on off day and have a really good one um, to make it happen. But, you know, that that's a possibility. So, um, and obviously a guy like Ben Flanagan, what he's done on the track and on the road as of late, um, and we haven't really seen him in cross yet. So uh, it was a big question mark on him, but I did not uh, count him out of the picture whatsoever. Um I mean, the kids roll in these days. Um, so, and I knew, I also knew Mike being in Guelph. Um, I talked to uh, Connor Black a couple times and it, it seemed like he was pretty fit. And I know he, he's a grinder. Um, he's, you know, more of a high, higher mileage type. And I knew he's put in some good work. Um, See, so yeah, I guess on race day, my approach was basically like knowing where Luke was at. I figured I'd go with him. Um, and then evaluate accordingly uh, based off of how the pace felt initially and uh, how I felt. Um, it felt pretty aggressive, which, which I mean, it was, if you look at the split, I think we were, uh, I think Luke might have been under 720 the first two and a half K, which is sub 2920 pace on a muddy course. So it was, it was hot. Um, and so I just, I saw Mike was kind of on his shoulder and I said, you know, like, no, I didn't count the bus and I thought I should give myself a little more space and not run myself into the ground too hard um, early. I kind of let up and ran with the pack. I think there was like five or six of us, um, which probably ended up being number three through eight in the actual race. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt leading that group a lot. Um, kind of came to a point where uh, I think Mike was struggling a little bit with Luke. Um, there's a bit of a gap forming. And Mike fell. Um, I saw that happen. Uh, oh, he's tired. Um, and I think that was with a little more than a lot to go. Um, and then I guess during the race, uh, fourth loop, um, I, I, was, I was kind of with Ehab. And um, actually, he's right with me. had a great one. Um, we were on the home stretch, which was into the wind, and I just remember seeing Rich on the side and just say this, his body language basically like, you know, keep it honest and don't worry about um, the wind and stuff. So I, I had kind of tried to force Ehab to take the wind there, uh, but I felt we were kind of slowing, so I just pushed up again, kept the pace honest from 2K out. Um, and then I knew with basically Katie Go, I was like, you know, I, I think I can catch Mike and um, – I ran the last K pretty quick, um, was confident on the secure third. Um, but you know, my, my guy's put in a lot of work, as I said, he's got a lot of mileage under his legs and he, uh, ended up being relatively close to him in the end. Uh, I think I closed the gap pretty well last loop, but you know, I, I had, I did have some regrets after the race. I told Rich that I thought maybe I should have gone a little earlier than maybe I could have caught him. You know, he's he's a guy. He's 
he's a skater, and if I would have pulled off close to him, he, he would have made it easy on me. So I don't have any regrets um, to that sense. But, you know, sure, I think that if my outdoor season wasn't so long, um, I had maybe, you know, a few more mileage weeks on me, a couple more, like, key workouts. Um, yeah, I think, I think second is a possibility. Um, but on the day, um, like, Luke was the guy. Oh, for sure, for sure, and I I know you're one of those. Uh, you're the type of guy who who likes to you know kind of kind of be in that bubble and not let anything kind of distract them a whole lot. But taking a look around at, at that lead group, you know, through the first couple K uh, and seeing some of the names there and that sort of stuff, how how are you feeling? You know, at that point, did did you still have that same confidence that you carried into the into the meet? Yeah, no, I definitely. Um, you know, I I just it all stems from my training. Like it is, it was going really well. Um, I put in, you know, it, it was only a couple months, but it was some good workouts in there. And, um, my mind is in a really good place here. Um, I was just like super confident and, you know, of course, like I've actually, I've had that like, Oh, isn't it like, you know, with, with everything Ben's done and, and Luke himself, like, Guys, even like Rory Linkletter. I mean, I, I knew he was going to be a little tired from um, running whatever that he ran, like three 10Ks in, in three three weeks or something crazy. Um, so I, I knew he, that him being that being his last one, I, I figured I had a, a bit of an edge on him. Um, but yeah, I think you know heading into that at the end of that first loop, um, I was feeling like good and. Um, not like crazy good or anything, but I, I was feeling just like I had been feeling in practice. So, um, it's just about, you know, I just thought, you know, don't do the work if you don't have to, but if you, if there's a point where Luke and Mike get a little far away, like I'm, I'm not running for third place. <laughs> I'm not, that, that's, that's not, that's not the goal. Um, so I was willing to, to press at the front of that group if it needed to be, um, which is what I ended up doing in the end. Um, and I mean, came up short, but if I didn't do that, then it would have, you know, maybe given Ehab or uh, Rory a little more of a, a chance to, to nab that third spot. And finish off. Um, so yeah, no regrets really, but the, uh, end of the first loop, I, uh, feeling, I guess, good <laughs> if you're not feeling good at that point then you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely so you know when the uh when the team rosters came out for uh, you know to head over to denmark for for world cross uh your name was on there of course you were at the at the last one in uganda as well too was that uh was that always kind of the idea going into kingston that you want to be you want to be representing canada at the, at the worlds again for this yeah absolutely uh being in Europe is just, I mean, an opportunity to go race in Europe is, is awesome. It's, I mean, I don't view it as a vacation whatsoever. Um, it, it's a race where we're, you know, we're trying to put Canada on the map. Um, and when I say we're, I just mean like the talks that Luke and I have had with each other, um, over the past month or so. Um, we don't, we don't just want to want to go, um, we're actually, I don't know, this isn't, doesn't really matter, but I think we're actually going to try and go early um, so we have more time to adjust to the time um, because we, uh, I think AC sending us just, it's a little tight. We understand, like, you know, maybe the budget's not there and whatnot, but um, I think we're going to go a little earlier, uh, maybe a week before the race. Um, just give ourselves the best opportunity to run fast there. Um, well, not necessarily fast. Could be, could be a slow course, and it could be super muddy. But fast, as in, um, you know, placing really well. Um, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but you know, it's if you're top twenty at World Cross, you're a gold label athlete, and that can help out with getting into road races in the future or whatever it may be. Um, so, I think that. On, on a day where it's, you know, two degrees and pissing rain and um, just a muddy slot fest where we can 
you know, where, where the Africans can really struggle. Um, and, oh, and also, I guess my, uh, a lot of my family, is, well, half my family lives in the Netherlands. Um, so my dad's side of the family is Dutch. Uh, so a lot of them might um, actually watch. Um, well, like an eight hour uh, and so that is cool too uh, and I think that it has time um, being at Mark and um, also like Kampala like really sucks for me um, I had a pretty bad race so kind of uh, feel like I, I want to fix that for myself oh man I, I don't blame you at all I, I don't blame you at all you know, you mentioned Luke, and and I've gotten quite a bit of runs in with Luke. That that BSEP group that you're with, uh, with now, and we'll talk a little more about that a little bit later. But you know, that BSEP group is really shaping up to be something pretty cool. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm hearing of you know more and more people uh, who are you know kind of thinking of moving out west to to join the group as well too. What's uh what's what's the group dynamic like? You know, like have you have you did you find it really easy to to blend in with that group and stuff? Very easy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, yeah, like loss of words for how great it has been. Um, it's, it's a big move to go, you know, to move across the country like that. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been really cool. Uh, it's, uh, since I've been here, just, you know, training, um, like the belief in my training has been, better than it's ever has been. Um, just everything that we're doing, it just seems like spot on with like my beliefs in, in running and the way I should be training, which is hard, um, and smart, um, intelligently. But, uh, yeah, I mean the, the group dynamic itself is, it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> been super happy with it. Uh, you know, training with, you know, the guys that had been being, uh, uh, like Luke and Justin Ken and, um, Theo Hunt and Kevin Coffey, like we're, you know, we're, we're all just like putting in good work, um, day in and day out. Um, and then like, it, it's cool cause you know, the, the, the girls are super chill and they're like, just, they, they want a lot of success too. And, um, and it's, the actual dynamic is it's I don't know it's toxic and in a in a way that makes you pretty happy being here um, and everyone's very motivated and um, and fun too just uh, yeah like it's it's not all serious um, you know we we do this little uh, like I think actually this Sunday we have a I'll actually have my longest run of my life being 20 miles. Um, which I'm looking forward to, but we have it in, uh, uh, over, um, out east a bit more inland and, um, you know, like rich and uh, my coach and his wife, like they, or they, they have like a thing at their place and they cook us br- brunch after and, you know, have longer and brunch as a team. Um, it's really neat. I think we're going to do a little secret Santa thing too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really cool dynamic going on. Um, and it, uh, you know, I, I don't regret going to Guelph at all. Um, when I, when I graduated, I wanted to be close to home. And as you know, and everyone I'm sure listening to this knows, like there's, there used to be a lot of uh, guys running there, um, that have, uh, they moved on like, cause they're uh, like not running anymore or they, they moved, um, cause they have families, um, which is great. Um, it's the time to do it after the Olympics like they did, but it kind of, you know, took a hit on, on me who's young and hungry. Um, it didn't make things easier. That's for sure. Um, so I don't really regret, but a part of me does wonder like, what if I just came here right away and like, where would I be now? Um, but you, you can't think that, um, you just have to, realize that where you were at is where is working for you now. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it, it was a learning experience, uh, in Guelph nonetheless. So, you know, you're, you're looking for a place, uh, in, in the summer, you're, you're looking for a new group. 
um, you know, as, as you just mentioned, you know, you, you've mentioned all the things that, that you found since you moved there, but, you know, what were the things that, that drew you out to BC and, and to be part of BCEP? To be honest, when, when, I, when I left Wealth, it was, there were two options. It was um, me training on my own, which I was happy to do, um, and, or it was, like, coming west to BCEP. Um, and so I thought, you know, I kind of rather train with people um, and they got something cool going on, uh, I'll check it out. So um, I guess on my visit, I, I had no idea Vancouver was this nice. Um, like I, I had, I don't know what it is. Like it's, it doesn't, it deserves a lot more hype than I feel like it gets, or at least that I've been exposed to. Um, but you know, like trails are awesome. Like as I, as I said to you before, like, I mean, you got city, um, beaches, like, I don't know, just a lot of, a lot of great things going on outside of running too. So it, it's a cool place to be to set yourself up for life outside of running. And, um, you know, when, when that part of your life is done, cause it's only a small part. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, and, and I felt like that was a big drawback about me, you know, staying back home is like, <laughs> I was going to be a, a lost puppy when I was done running. Um, just opportunities weren't so great. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a, a big draw for me was, uh, the opportunities there here in Vancouver, but also, I mean, like the group themselves, um, like the team and how motivated they are, uh, to do big things. And, um, probably the, I mean, the biggest one is probably rich. Um, my coach, he's, you know, he, he picked me up from the airport and he, he's not a guy to like sell you on the group at all. And that's actually funny story. Um, when I was looking, when I graduated, I actually, I emailed him, um, rich. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm like looking at coming like West or going to speed river. And, and he basically emailed me saying like, you know, I'm not going to sell you on the group. It's a big move. Um, you should talk to Luke or Justin or one of the other guys, um, to get a better sense of what we're about here. And uh, like, to be completely honest, that was, you know, I, I was pretty set on being close to home, but I was also, I was, I mean, I was younger than I am now, maybe a little less mature, but I, and I don't know, it's maybe shade for me to say, but like I was turned down by that. Like I've turned off by it. Um, like I, I want to be wanted, which is just really dumb, honestly. Um, <laughs> cause, uh, and, and you know, that, that's the sense that I even got when I was, when I was here, like, sure. He's like, you know, rich did pick me up in the airport and like showed me around a bit and got to run with the guys. Um, I, we went to West DC high school. Crop, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and I was very included in everything. And, um, the part that, hit home with me is I remember there was a point when, you know, Rich, he pulled me over and he's like, Hey, you know, like you don't have to like, feel like you need to make a decision now. Like you don't need to say you're coming. Um, and, and I know I've been doing a lot with you. Don't feel like there's going to be regret if you choose like to not train with us. And that seemed like very sincere and, genuine to say like, Hey, after all that we're doing and driving you places the past couple of weeks and showing you around, like there's no hard feelings if you don't choose to come here. Um, and I kind of knew at that point already, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to be moving here pretty soon. Um, it just, yeah, everything just seemed to have some like really good vibes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's a long answer to your short question. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was uh, I was reading one of your more recent uh, blog posts, and if you want to throw the uh, throw the throw the tag out for that, then that's uh, that's fine. Being an Ontario boy, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a shoe dryer before. You know, you, you've been talking about all the great things about Vancouver, but yeah, I've never used a shoe dryer, so we can't be all that bad here in Ontario. Uh, maybe talk about your blog, and if in fact the shoe dryer is a real thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll be, I never, I've never really heard of it either. 
Um, it's, it's funny. Um, yeah, it's the, it was actually, yeah, I guess it was about a month ago. Um, and I, I like have my own place now, um, in kits and <laughs> Luke was, was running with me. He's like, Hey, like, so what do you need for your place? And I was like listing off the stuff and he's like, and you're going to want a shoe dryer. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you're, you're probably, I got this shoe dryer like a, a while ago and it's like the best thing ever. And, uh, he, uh, he actually found one online, um, Canadian Tire. And he, it's like the same one he has and he said, it's half price now. This is your chance. So I, I pulled, pulled the trigger and I'm like, yeah, I have to get a shoe dryer and it's holds four shoes. It's, uh, it's called the Terminator, um, not advertising at all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, no, it's, it's, I've only, I've only had to use it a couple times. Um, I mean, I'm using it right now as we speak cause this morning was pretty wet and this week is going to be shit, but, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I never heard about it either, but, um, it's, it's been pretty, pretty key so far. Um, yeah, so I, I guess yeah, I did mention that in my in my blog about having wet shoes. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good purchase. I'm proud of it. You know, I've seen in in pictures you've also been uh, been helping out with the the mile to marathon crew as well too. Uh, that's that's been really nice to see. What uh, what brought you out there? Yeah, it's um, actually I think it was yeah it was the my last or my second last race, I think it was in August, way back in August. Um, and, uh, I ran the Edmonton half marathon. Um, and there I was having dinner with, uh, Rachel Cliff and, uh, a few others. Um, one guy that I, I just met there, uh, Tony Tomsich, he's works with mile to marathon. Um, and he just, you know, this was, so I raced Edmonton and I went from Edmonton for two weeks to, to van here uh, for a visit. So I had met him pretty early. Um, we were just talking about like, you know, coaching and I actually had interest in, um, coaching myself, uh, not coaching me. I mean, also coaching. Um, and, and I, and I actually was thinking of like starting my own business here. Um, I actually hadn't, I didn't know what mild marathon was. Um, and then he told me that this was in place. I'm like, Oh, you're, you're kidding. I, I thought that, you know, I knew Robin Dillon had uh, done mild marathon. Well, I kind of knew a mild marathon, but I didn't know how big it was. Um, and they have like all this framework and you know, they long story short, I, I showed interest in basically starting to like help out with that. Um, and he, uh, uh, just like we have talked about running, talked about my infrastructure and his love for it, uh, and uh, it's like whatever um, nerdy running talk. And um, I I came here and you know came on visit, moved um, whatever in October, uh, and yeah, since then kind of uh, I've been coming out to the mile marathon practices on Wednesday. Um, Know, get a feel for it um, and yeah we talking uh and rob and um that was possible um and just a actual coach with mild marathon because um, that was kind of what i was interested in anyways and it supports a good uh, athlete lifestyle i guess um but Long story short, um, I did just sign my contract a few days ago, and I am officially a coach with them. Um, so I've started up. I actually will be reaching out to a possible first athlete today. Um, and, yeah, that's that's been on the move, and it's it's been really cool coming out to practices. Um, they've got a pretty cool thing coming on here, um, and I don't want to give too much information, but there's – there might be some cool things uh, in the future uh, with Miles Marathon and and something else in the works, but um, that's my preview, I guess. All right. Well, well, I'll 
I'll have to check in on that uh, as as it develops. Uh, another thing that that is happening, where it's combining a bunch of your worlds, actually, uh, is the Pacific Distance Carnival uh, that's happening. It seems that the the ten thousand meter championships seem to be uh, following you wherever you go. Uh, perhaps you know, talk about that. Are you are you gonna you're you're gonna jump into that, aren't you? I will definitely be doing that. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it, it's really cool that we got that. Um, I know Rich is pretty happy about it. Um, it's like a joint. Um, I think it's like you know, like BC Athletics obviously involved, um, AC, uh, uh, BCEP, and Miles Marathon. Um, I could be leaving out one, so apologize. But um, yeah, it's just going to be pretty hype. Uh, we're gonna put on like a chase the pace kind of event. So there's going to be a bunch of the mile marathon crew running, you know, going after their like PBs on the track. And, um, we're going to try and, I don't know the name of it, but some, I don't know if it's like the British champs. You might be able to tell me what that's called. Um, it's like the, where they run through like the beer tent and stuff. Um, going to try and like get something like that going, just get people pretty, uh, rowdy and, into watching some uh like a, a some fast 10ks um and uh, yeah i'll definitely be doing that and you know, being our champs um but i will say it's not gonna if, if the weather permits and which it should that time of year here it's not gonna be no uh usual 10k chance like we're trying to throw down and run something big um so that if that's encouragement for people to come out race, um, I've, I've heard, and I, I don't know if I should publicize this, but, um, I'm pretty sure Rory Linkletter is coming out, which is good to see. Um, we're just, Luke and I are trying to gather, um, some, just a good group to, to come out here and just run a solid, good, like 10 K on the track. Um, you know, with, with all this, like, strategizing you know like there's, there's a lot of talk between racing and people you know not taking leads and stuff like that and that's something i've kind of like developed when i've been here is like race a little more aggressively and not be scared to to throw down and i've kind of learned that from luke and um you know we, we do training like we train like that which is you know the, the way that we train for uh like 10k and cross like we train to run a hard 10k like there's it, it's no like bullshit we don't train to to run an 8k and then throw down a fast last 2k um and and that's why luke's been able to win like he has the past years he just throws it down from the gun and doesn't look behind um and that's kind of the attitude that we're going to have going into this the 10k champs um so yeah if anyone wants to come out and and then uh, challenge us and do something special. Um, please come. And and on the other side to that, um, yeah, the whole like chase the pace thing. Like, yeah, if you're if you're uh, a ma or pa or whatever the case may be, um, grandfather, grandmother, like, and you wanna you wanna get in on some good ten k's on the track with a bunch of people that are looking to do the same and. Um, and come out as well because it, yeah, it will be a fun time. It will be a true carnival, and at Swangard Stadium, so uh, a lot of that as people was very like guarded that you got Central Park nearby, um, right beside it, and the, obviously the big uh, the stands along the home straight, and uh, I believe that's the home straight. Um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it, it's pretty sheltered from the wind. Um, and you have views of the mountains on the side that's exposed being the north side. Um, so it, it's a very cool venue. Um, and we're super excited for it. Oh man, that's, uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, you know, in the past you've, you've kind of expressed that, uh, the big goal is, is Tokyo 2020, but, uh, you know, between then and now there's, there's quite a bit of time and that leaves quite a bit of rooms, room for, for goals, for intermediate goals to set along the way. Um, you know, like kind of what do you have in mind for the next year and, and the bit? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some goals, uh, that I have in place. Um, my next race will be the Houston half marathon. 
Um, and we will be trying to, well, I'll be trying to run pretty fast there. Um, I would like to see a sub 63, uh, 62 something is, uh, is definitely the A goal there. Um, Beagle being 63 low. Um, and I'm pretty confident that's, that's within, uh, definitely within an arm's reach. And, um, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, world cross doing really well there. You know, we discussed before, you know, a top 20 might be, uh, in, in the, in the looks as well. Um, and to do really well as a team, you know, we're, we're sending a, a really good team of men, um, young team, but, um, for us to put can on the map and, uh, for cross being in Denmark and, um, probably pretty similar conditions to Canada. I think we've got a really good chance to do just that. Um, and yeah, fast 10 K on the track. Um, I think I might do it one or two 10 Ks on the road, maybe even one in February. Uh, there's one in, in, uh, on the road in February, I think it's February 3rd. It's in Cali somewhere. Um, the NAZ elite team went there last year and, um, it's a good, good bonus record. Um, they might be pretty competitive this year, but, uh, yeah, there's a good bonus record for the course record there. Um, so we might, might put a couple few guys down to that, um, uh, to try and run fast. Um, but yeah, you know, I, this this summer is all about trying to run fast in the 10k and i'm not sure i i think i'm doing sun run um actually uh so you know winning the sun run is also a goal well i look forward to it and uh man it's it's good to hear that you're doing well out there, and uh, really glad to hear it. And hey, man, it's always good to have you on the show, and it's always good when I uh, when I bump to you in real life as well, too. But uh, you know, thanks thanks for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to my guests this week, both Charlotte and Evan, as well as to track you for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so at the Terminal Mile. We're on both Twitter and Instagram with that handle. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and of course, tracky.ca. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. <laughs>